listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. We have a lot of Lutheran schools here in the St. Louis area, and I'm very grateful for Lutheran schools in the St. Louis area. My son attends a Lutheran school Mm -hmm. and very grateful for the wonderful work that they do in supporting us as parents. We have a lot of Lutheran schools here in the St. Louis area, which means we have a lot of students in Lutheran schools in the St. Louis area. How do they keep that rolling? How do they keep doing that good work. A wonderful organization here in St. Louis called Lutheran Elementary School Association. Joining us today, Sue Nominson, Executive Director for Lutheran Elementary School Association in St. Louis, also known as Lisa. Sue, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thank you, Andy and Sarah. It's good to be back again. And one of those great Lutheran schools here in the St. Louis area is Grace Chapel Lutheran School. Principal today, Eric Brawford, thanks so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having us. So let's talk about the great work that Lutheran schools do. I can attest to this as a parent, but I want to hear about what's happening at other Lutheran schools and what's going on at Grace Chapel. Eric, can you share with us what happens each day at Grace Chapel Lutheran School? Well, we've got at Grace Chapel about 190 kids and students and two years old through eighth grade. And every day they're coming to school and we provide a safe environment and they're learning academics, but most of all, they're learning about Jesus. So how do you see that every day in your role as principal and and being able to interact with the the students and the teachers? How do you see these children learning and growing every day at Grace Chapel? Well, you know, as an administrator, sometimes I get to see it after they've graduated, where they come back when they're in high school and want to talk with our teachers or I see what they're doing in high school. But every day I see when I walk through our hallways and our classrooms, I see, you know, students engaged in the classrooms. I see the great lessons our teachers are preparing and giving to their students and then the the daily interactions that they're having with them, how they're building relationships with them and, and being great role models for them in the Christian lifestyle. And what does that look like in a, from a practical perspective? What are the ways that, that students get to experience that throughout the day? Is that happening in a, like in chapel time? Is that happening in... We've got... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, we do. We start every week with Monday morning praise. So our whole school meets in the church and we do an affirmation of faith that I start off and I say, I'm a redeemed child of God. And the whole school repeats it back to me. And we go through a, a whole affirmation of what their faith means. We sing songs together and then we do a prayer. So we start every week with that. And it's something that the kids look forward to and, the, and, and enjoy. Every Wednesday, we have chapel together. We do chapel buddies where the older kids sit with the younger students. They have religion class every day. But I think more than that, is that throughout the day, if you go in a classroom, you're going to see teachers talking about religion outside of religion class. And they're going to be talking about how we, you know, in in other classes, but also how we discipline and how we relate to other students in the classroom. So what makes Grace Chapel a, a unique place? Obviously, as a Lutheran school, you're able to build in, talk about about Jesus and and our faith into the the day, but what else makes Grace Chapel a unique place for children? Well, I think what makes us unique among Lutheran schools is probably our population here, where we are mainly an African-American school with very few members who go to school here, and most of the kids who go to school here are actually unchurched. 
So I think that's one thing that makes us unique is, you know, the students here, if they're going to hear about Jesus, this is where it's going to be. Otherwise, they're not, you know, they're not going to church on weekends. They don't have that home they're coming from where they're learning, where, where they're learning and growing their faith. A lot of it's here and, and a lot of it gets home to their parents. Well, tell us more about making that connection with not just the child, but the the whole family, how Grace Chapel has been able to connect with and engage the whole family with God's Word and the love of Christ. Well, we try to have different events here to get the parents in. We just had our fall festival a while ago. We had a STEM night, dinner and science night a couple of weeks ago. But we also started last year, we call it Grace School Sundays. The first or the second Sunday of each month is Grace School Sunday. And we really work on inviting school families to come to church on that Sunday and doing something special then. So we have more kids coming on those Sundays than we have, you know, the rest of the month. But that's one way that we're able to make that connection with their parents. Tell me more about how you're able to reach these families with Jesus. You mentioned a lot of these families are unchurched. What does that mean for uh, how you're able to to reach and build these relationships with these families? Well, I think it's a process because a lot of our families aren't, uh, students aren't used to the culture of our school and how we, how we treat each other and how we, you know, the discipline is different here than it might be somewhere else, especially in a public school where there's a lot of kids being, you know, suspended and expelled. So a lot of it is just in the relationships that our teachers are able to develop with the families, with their meet the teacher days where we talk about being baptized. One of the things this year is we've already had 10 families ask about being baptized this year. We will do baptisms in our chapel services, but I think last year we had or students baptized in the chapel service. And that really brings a lot of interest and, you know, from our, from our students and from their parents in the church. Just to have 10 <laughs> families in, in, inquire about baptism, that, that really says something about how the Word of God is not only reaching that child, but their, their families mm-hmm. as well. What has been the response from families about, well, first of all, why are, they, why are they connecting with Grace Chapel Lutheran School? Why are they finding Grace Chapel Lutheran School and, and and enrolling their students there. Well, and I think this is what makes us unique as well, is a lot of Lutheran schools, they're coming because they want the Christian environment. And that's not necessarily true here. Most of our families are looking to get out of the public school. And if you're going to throw in that Christian stuff, that's okay. So I think that's one thing that makes us unique and, and makes a little bit more of a challenge, too, in making those connections and bringing faith to our students because it's not something that they're necessarily looking for. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an interesting an interesting story about why these parents are choosing Grace Chapel. What does that mean then as these, you mentioned that a lot of times you don't see the, the effects of the Lutheran school until after they graduate. What have you seen from students who have graduated and have had this hopefully life-changing experience being at Grace Chapel? Well, a lot of our students go on to Lutheran North. So I know last year, two of the three valedictorians were Grace Chapel graduates. We have this year, I have a uh, kindergarten student whose dad graduated about 14 years ago. Kind of the same thing. We keep, I'm starting to see more and more of the parents of, you know, parents who went to school here and are coming back to send their children here. And they're, they're not Lutheran. Someone went to Lutheran high schools, but they're not Lutheran. We just had last year for the first time, we had an alumni basketball game where alumni came back and played our seventh and eighth graders in a game. And it was a great night where all these guys, you know, young, 20, 
30 year old guys were coming up and telling me what they were doing now, where I had, you know, I had an engineer, I had athletic trainer, I had somebody who owns his own landscaping business, landscaping business. I mean, all kinds of different things of our graduates who are community contributing to the North County community now that have come from Grace Chapel. You've really, you, you've painted a picture for us. For those who aren't familiar with North County and the North County St. Louis, mm-hmm. what that looks like today and how that, that community has changed through the years. You've been at Grace Chapel, is it is it about 20 years now? Is that right? Yeah, about, about 20 years, yes. How have you seen the community change? How have you seen the school be a part of that change? Well, I've seen the community change. Like I said, when I first came 20 years ago, we had a lot of non-Lutherans in the school, but it's changed to the point where, you know, we went from other Christian churches to no Christian church of the kids coming in. I've seen that big change. Yeah, the demographics have changed some. You know, we have become more and more of lower income families near our school. Probably 65% of our kids are on free and reduced hot lunch. So that has changed in the last 20 years. It wasn't nearly that high before. So it it, it makes our job a little bit more difficult, but I think also a little more fulfilling when we see some results of, of like I said before, families asking about baptism and becoming involved in the church or in the school. Yeah, that's that's really wonderful. So how has the Lisa Lutheran Elementary School mm-hmm. Association, how have they partnered with you and, and really been able to, to help you do this work in the community? Well, if it wasn't for Lisa, a lot of the kids wouldn't be able to go to school here because they they can't afford the tuition. And Lisa has provided you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to Grace Chapel over the years to help our students with their tuition and be able to attend. I'm not sure what the dollar amount is this year, but every year Grace Chapel is grateful to what Lisa does, the scholarship money they're able to provide to our students. It's really important. It's also important the different professional development activities that Lisa provides for our teachers that help them to grow and, as teachers and become better at their craft as well. Yeah, if someone were to look at this, the, the circumstances from the outside and and see a Lutheran school in the middle of a community that, that financially probably couldn't support a Lutheran school, they would say this is impossible. Mm-hmm. Yet, by the grace of God, here you are uh, proclaiming the word of God daily, teaching it in your classrooms each day. Why is this, why are Lutheran schools so important in neighborhoods all over from the, especially in the St. Louis area, why are Lutheran schools so important? Well, because of what you said, that every every day that we have kids coming to pay to hear about Jesus, and they're spreading it to their, you know, they're taking songs home, they're taking stories home, and they're and they're spreading it to their family and to their parents, and and we're also secondarily to that we provide great academics, and our kids are going off from our Lutheran schools well prepared for high school, and being able, you know, beyond that to contribute to their communities. That's great. We're going to learn more about the value of the importance of Lutheran schools in the St. Louis area and in other cities as well as we continue the conversation. Lutheran Elementary School Association has a great event coming up this weekend. Brew in the Lou. We'll learn more about that in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. 
Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking about Lutheran School Elementary Association here in St. Louis. They have a great event coming up this weekend called Brew in the Lou. We're learning about the great work of Lutheran schools here in the St. Louis area. Today we're talking with Eric Brofford. He's principal at Grace Chapel Lutheran School here in St. Louis and Sue Nominson, executive director for Lutheran Elementary School Association in St. Louis. Sue, you, you just heard Eric's story of how Grace Chapel Lutheran School makes a difference in their community each day with so many lives lives of children and families that they get to reach with the Word of God and the love of Christ. Tell us more from your perspective of why Lutheran schools are important today. Well, I'll tell you everything that Eric said. Eric, I, I have goosebumps, and it's so heartwarming to hear you talk about children who will have no other opportunity, I'm sorry, opportunity to learn about Christ, come to Grace Chapel and hear about Christ and hear how our Christian faith is integrated into everything academically that these children are learning and the difference that it it makes in their lives. And, you know, Grace Chapel is just a beacon of light in in their Bell Fountain neighbors community. There are so many of our schools, not only in underserved communities, but also in communities that we would think, oh my goodness, there's probably a huge Christian population. But as we all know, that's changing in today's society. And uh, people everywhere need to hear about Christ and saving grace. And our Lutheran schools do an amazing job of sharing the word, but also preparing, as Eric said, kids for success in later academics. And then as they move on to be productive citizens in our communities. So how does Lisa do this work? What is the work of the Lutheran Elementary School Association? Well, we were created, we were in 2004. We're in our 19th year of ministry. And the idea was that Lisa would be a resource and help support the ministries of Lutheran schools throughout the St. Louis community. So that's not only just here in the city of St. Louis and our St. Louis County areas, it's also schools in our St. Charles community, and then, of course, schools in the the Illinois Metro East area. Lisa was created to provide tuition assistance so that families could choose a Lutheran education for their kids, even though financially they might not have been able to afford on their own the full cost of tuition, but also to help our schools maintain the academic integrity that Lutheran schools have been known for, gosh, what, over 170 years here in our in our community. And, and of course, that has become more and more difficult, Sarah, with our diminishing income streams from our congregations and, you know, just, again, that societal shift when it comes to liturgical Christian denominations. And, you know, I think many of our congregations have seen changes in what's coming in on the offering plate, and then that they have to make tough decisions on how they can support their schools. And as you know, we've seen many close. Thankfully, we haven't seen any closures in the past couple of years, but for a while there, we were seeing quite a few close each year, and we we can't let that happen. So the wonderful individuals who created Lisa and had the foresight to think about developing a resource ministry really relied on Lutheran Foundation of St. Louis and then the generosity of primarily the Lutheran community in the St. Louis metro area. And that is really what helps fund us and gives us the opportunity then through our board and our wonderful staff to develop programs that will serve not only the families, but also help our educators do their ministry as they work with those kids each and every day. 
the the support that Lisa Lutheran Elementary School Association provides to Lutheran schools in the area is is really valuable. The scholarships, the professional development, I've seen it at our own at our Lutheran school at St. Mark's in Eureka. How valuable that is to the students, to the teachers, to for the success of the school. How is Lisa able to provide this support to Lutheran elementary schools? Well, Andy, as I mentioned, Lutheran Foundation of St. Louis has been a, a wonderful partner, and they have provided some vehicles through which we have been able to establish endowments, which help provide funds to produce those scholarship dollars that go to kids, and also that fund our professional development programs, our curriculum guide development, STEM programming, other educational resources, but a significant portion is also provided by our generous donors in the St. Louis community. Many of those are Lutheran, some are not Lutheran. Some are individuals who are just interested in the quality academics that our Lutheran schools provide to their students. And then also, of course, that servant leadership development that's so important that Eric demonstrated with, you know, recounting the stories of some of his former graduates. We've really been blessed, though, Andy. We have awarded over $7 million, $7.1 million in in the last 19 years in tuition assistance to over 4,000 individual students, giving those kids an opportunity, along with the work that our schools, of course, do to raise funds and help offset the cost of tuition and uh, our congregations. You know, it's that community of saints that has joined Lisa in, in helping many of these students attend our schools. But without our donors, none of it would happen. So how does Brew in the Lou fit into this this whole idea of of these donors? Because this is coming up this weekend, an exciting event for you. Tell us about it. It is. Well, Brew in the Lou is our second largest financial grossing event. We do a spring gala dinner auction. But Brew in the Lou gives us the opportunity not only to raise funds for Lisa programs, which we pass on to our schools and our students, but it gives us a chance to talk about Lutheran education in the community in a very positive light to a community that doesn't really want to hear all the time about parochial education unless there's something, and I'm using my air quotes, juicy going on, right? So we get to we get to celebrate our Lutheran schools through this event, through many different television and radio opportunities, just like yours. And we have the opportunity then at the event to share a little bit of information about our mission to all the guests that will be attending this Saturday. And we're estimating that that will be about 2,500 people. So it's going to be a big event. We've had some great weather this fall and uh, hoping that it will continue to be great weather for this event. It's an outdoor event. Tell us a little bit more about what happens at Brew in the Lou, where it happens, all those things. Okay. Well, Brew in the Lou will take place this Saturday, October 8th from 1 to 5 p.m. at Francis Park in the St. Louis Hills community. And for a general admission price in advance of $50 or $60 at the gate, you can sample food and beverages from many vendors that are here in the St. Louis community, as well as some that are outside of the St. Louis community. We have all types of breweries. We have Excel, we have Boulevard, we have Lieferbrow, Modern Brewery, Shoehorn, Melvin, Schlafly. We have Square One. We have Spirits from Woodhat. Jay Riger from Kansas City comes in. We have Wild 
Amazon Winery, St. James Winery, Narwhals. We have all types of food, Stellar Hog, Dogtown Pizza. So our guests get to sample for a four-hour period from these amazing food and beverage vendors. There will be some craft and retail vendors there as well to do a little shopping. And uh, the proceeds from the event support the uh, programs and services that Lisa provides through tuition assistance scholarships and then through, for instance, the professional development that Eric mentioned earlier and other educational and instructional resources that we've been blessed to be able to provide to our schools. Are there any exciting, unique things about this year's event? I know this has been going on for a little while. Is there anything exciting happening this year? Well, this year, for a second year, we're trying our VIP admission, and those tickets are $100 in advance and $125 at the gate. And um, that allows the guests to come in and have some upscale beverages and some upscale food. So that's a little bit different. We have a live band that will be performing throughout the afternoon. We have a homebrew competition. We also have a chili competition in which several of our Lutheran schools are participating. So it's the battle of the school chili recipes. And then we have a bratwurst competition as well. And many of our schools have participated in a variety of ways, providing sponsorships, providing chili, providing volunteers. Just they all come together to help Lisa raise funds at at both of our events. And this is another example of, again, just that Christian community coming together. And we're doing it for the kids. Um, So this is a a great opportunity for all of your listeners. The weather does sound like it's going to be great. We'd love to see as many folks out there on Saturday at Francis Park as possible. I want to go back to something really important you just said. You said bratwurst competition? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I did say bratwurst competition. What is a bratwurst competition? Because, I mean, that could go a couple of ways. It could be like eating bratwurst and like who could eat the most bratwurst or making the best bratwurst or, yeah, it's a bratwurst competition. Tell me more. Well, all of these competitions, the homebrew, the chili, the bratwurst are really a, a, a tasting competition. So our guests get to vote for their favorite brew, bratwurst, or chili. And we've got a couple of different entities that are competing again this year for that bratwurst trophy. So, of course, we have traveling trophies in each of those categories. And um, we'll see who ends up taking those home this year. That sounds like a highly coveted trophy. Do you have so you have official judges for this contest or are all the participants judges? All the participants actually judge. All of our guests get their opportunity to cast their ballot as they go through the event and sample and taste. And they're the ones that make up, you know, make up their mind. It's it's left up to our guests. And every year we just sit on the edge of our seat wondering who will be taking home the trophies at the end of the night. That's right. That's awesome. So all the fall things, we've got chili, bratwursts beverages. It's going to be a fun event taking place this Saturday. Again, the details we need to know to get tickets and then how to get there. Okay, you can get tickets right now online, Brew in the Lou 2022. If you Google that, you'll be able to select on your Google search or whatever browser you're using, and that will take you to our Eventbrite ticket 
page, and those tickets will be available through this Thursday, October 6th at 11 p.m. We'll be closing advanced ticket sales, but there will be some available at the gate for people who, you know, have to make up their minds at the last minute for whatever reason, which is fine. Francis Park is the location, and the event is going to be surrounding the beautiful lily pond there. There's parking on the street. There's also overflow parking at Bishop DeBerg High School. We partner with them. They're allowing us to use their lot if parking gets a little bit tight. And it's just an afternoon of fellowship and food and a great opportunity to support Lutheran education. It sounds like a a really fun event, hoping Mm -hmm. for great weather and certainly a great way to support Lutheran education here in the St. Louis area. Sue, thank you so much for all the work that you and the great team at Lisa do to put on this event and support Lutheran education here in St. Louis. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks, Andy, for having us. Thanks so much for being our guest on the program today, Eric. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.